It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. been a thrilling day at Trent Bridge with England finishing on 116 for five and still needing 152 to win the Women's Ashes Test match. Australia were all out for 257 earlier in the day as Sophie Eccleston took another fifer. This is the Wisdom Cricket Ashes Daily Podcast. I'm Katia Whitney and here with me today again is Cam Ponsonby. Cam, if I can actually take you back to last night, first of all, I think we were all thinking that the ball was in Australia's court in terms of almost an inevitable declaration. But in the morning session, it was Lauren Filer again who completely changed that. It was and... The kind of as the dust settled on yesterday, I think people kind of realised how much of an opportunity England had missed. I think at the time, I at least felt that England had reined in Australia's 470, and yeah, Aussies had got some runs, but like, it's okay. Whatever the Australia get, will chase it. It's fine. And I think coming into the day, it was like actually no, that was a real opportunity. They lost their first, last four wickets for about 15 runs. Australia getting ahead of the game was a nightmare. And then this morning, they started really poorly. Uh, Kate Cross dropped a, a sitter at cover which made me feel really ill and sad because it, uh, that's like the worst feeling in the world um, and then Heather Knight came on to bowl and the game was just in a bit of a holding pattern Australia were fine and they were, about 100, they were 149 for one yeah, that's exactly what they were and, um, and all of a sudden Lauren Filer comes on and kind of changes, changes the game which is exactly why Heather Knight kind of picked her the whole, this whole thing was that she was the 20 wickets bowler who was going to make stuff happen which also in my opinion at least, made it surprising that she came on so close to lunch, about 20 minutes before lunch. So on the one hand, fantastic, perfect captaincy, two wickets and two overs, changes the game. Uh, but on the other hand, you could argue, well, why why not earlier? She got Elise Perry for the second time in the match. Yes. So, uh, and Talia Maguire in consecutive overs, actually. Um, I think at that point in the match, when Cross and Filer were taking those wickets, it wasn't quite panic stations for Australia because they still had Beth Mooney there um, and that long batting order left to come. But after lunch, it all went a little bit pear-shaped for them, thanks in a large part to, to Eccleston's immaculate spell today. Uh, they lost four wickets for 20 runs after lunch, including Mooney and Gardner within four balls of each other. Eccleston's just unreal, isn't she? She's bowled, it's, she's bowled 77 overs. Like, I, I can't and a ball. 
Yes, and Womble, very sorry. And like, I was kind of been joking a couple of times that like she was three overs away from having her own new ball kind of thing. Like she'd completing a, a set. Um, but no, there was an amazing moment when um, when she got that tenth wicket and it was confirmed on review. She's kind of sunk to the floor, just in just kind of absolutely exhausted and delighted and all her teammates who know exactly how much she's done for this team because she's England's best defensive bowler and attacking bowler like she's gone at twos across the test match and if you see her the field she's bowling to her lines are immaculate she has next to no protection on the leg side and so anything any if she drifts at all a bit too straight she's going for runs and yet she's kind of well she may well end up on a losing team but she has been the best player of the match by I would argue quite a distance. Hundred mm, um, percent. I'll do my daily stats roundup um, mm. that I started yesterday. Can't wait. So as Cam said, seventy-seven overs and one ball in this Test match. That's four hundred and sixty-three deliveries. So not that far off an entire day's play. The only other England bowler ever to do that in women's Tests is Gillian McConway back in nineteen eighty-seven. So Good old that's Jill. Betty Snowball of today. Yeah. Um, she's the eleventh woman to take ten wickets in women's Test. The reliance England have on her is incredible, but she keeps delivering. They'd just be absolutely nowhere without her, wouldn't they? So Elise Perry said after one of the day's play, the more Sophie bowls, the better for England. Mm. And it does. it is kind of like to comical levels. Like the answer to any question is, Sophie could have a bowl, actually. Like <laughs> just, you come back, it's the start of a new session. Who's bowling? It's Eccleston. Oh, it's, we need a wicket at the moment. Oh, okay, let's get Eccleston back on. Oh, we need a bit more control. Eccleston will have a bowl. Um, how how this team operates without her I don't really understand it's kind of that idea of like isn't there that theory of the ship like how much how many pieces of a ship do you have to change before it becomes a new ship how, if you mm. don't have Eccleston in this England team is it still the England team she bowls a third of the overs and uh, well, she might be needed for some runs tomorrow as well. well amazingly in the press conference she said yeah I'm ready to go again so yeah. hopefully that's a good <laughs> omen for the White Bull series as well um, I just wanted to chat about Alyssa Healy briefly as well she had a weird day today she was carded to come in at number six um, but actually came out at number eight. She was actually on a pair. That would have been her second consecutive pair in Test cricket. Nearly was because she was dropped first ball, wasn't it, when she did eventually come in? Yeah. You could say that cost England the game. It was, it's, it's kind of been a growing sentiment of just, just how big a moment that was. I think you, you're in the press conference. Apparently there's some stuff going on that people don't really understand why she shuffled down. Um, I'd, I thought it was really weird that she'd gone down. I understood Sutherland going up, but I didn't understand... Um, Healy dropping down because I remember seeing, seeing the, the chance live um, I thought oh Jones has missed the stumping there because Healy's foot kind of wobbled and then it came through that there'd been an edge on it as well and in the context of the match and given how high flying England were at that time those 50 runs are so vital uh, having said that yes of course it's vital but England from Australia being 149 for one and then losing all their nine wickets for another 100 runs like you're you're letting the perfect be the enemy, or the good being the enemy of the perfect, or something like that. There's, that's, there's a saying there. Um, Theoretically. I, th- I think so, maybe. Maybe. Um, yeah, I still, think, I, I still think England would have been delighted to be chasing 268. So you think that, so when they were chasing 268, what did you think? Who did you think the, the game was with then? I thought, I thought for the first time that England were favourites. I thought, I thought England have been, although the scorecards will say that the gap match has been level, I thought for the whole match, England had been playing catch-up. And it was when Sutherland chipped the ball to um, Wyatt at square leg and England were kind of on a roll. It really felt like for the first time that it occurred to me, England can win this. And I think for the first time it occurred to Australia, we can lose this. And especially then when Beaumont and Lamb got the innings underway, 
and they were 50 for none after 10. Mm. They were cruising. Sutherland was bowling slower balls after like six overs. I was like, they, these guys are fine. They're through. And then they had like an, another Ash Gardner kind of mm. They all just decided to get out, which I wouldn't have done personally. I would have batted without fault uh, throughout. Yeah, cricket's easy, isn't it? So easy. Yeah, so such easy. an easy sport. Um, like, so the wickets did start to flow in that last hour. I think for me, the tipping point of when England were actually behind the game was when Nat Sivabrunt's wicket oh. went. She's got to be sick with herself. I, oh. So Gardner, Gar- so Gardner's got Beaumont, Knight, Siverbrunt, which is basically otherwise known as the England batting team. And yes, she's bowled a great ball to Knight, which has spun really sharply. Um, but Beaumont's nicked like a Yorker kind of full toss type delivery first ball, having just got, yeah having got out to her last ball the previous inning. So she got out twice and two balls to Gardner, blah blah blah. And then Siverbrunt, I think she's gone to sweep. And I think the ball was a bit shorter than she expected and she ended up kind of playing this weird kind of like pull shot. And just like those two dismissals, hers and Beaumont, you just be, you'll feel sick with because they're, they're, they're England were 200 away. They, they were 50 mm. for none chasing 260. Like you're, you're almost, you've almost broken the back of that chase and instead in a 10 minutes of madness, like your back's been broken. It's, um, yeah, it was a really disastrous kind of... 15 minutes for England mm. it's almost like Ash Gardner came out and said oh 77 overs I can get yeah. that stuff done in 20 don't need it <laughs> Not I'll bowl you out now <laughs> well one thing's certain though this England team under John Lewis they'll come out fighting tomorrow and they'll still believe they can win that carrot of winning a five day test at Trent Bridge going 4-0 up in the series as well that's got to be huge uh, yeah I'll feel duped lied to uh, and I've been made a mockery of if England show any signs of trying to block it for a draw because so the whole time we've had, we're here for a win. No one's interested in a draw. We're going to play white ball cricket. It's attacking stuff. We want to play entertaining cricket. I think England will keep going. It's mm, probably kind of wire or bust for England. Mm. I think you could go that far. Um, if she, well, Kate Cross looked great tonight. That cover drive. Uh, that she cover played. drive at the end. Those are moment, momentum runs. Yeah. I take them into the next day. I think yeah, Australia are heavy favourites because it's. it's in the pressure of a run chase 150 is just so many and the pitch mm. is just starting to break up a little bit so it's not being the set it is more difficult to bat now um, but yeah I think basically England would need like a 60 ball 60 from Wyatt and then chip-ins from Jones and Eccleston and, and the rest basically mm. for, any, for any chance it would be perfect if Eccleston was the one to do it though wouldn't it That'd be so, I hadn't thought of that that'd be so good she, she does everything yeah absolutely um, bold predictions how do you see tomorrow going um, how do I see tomorrow going? I have a, I have like an inherent fear that it could just be over by eleven thirty and like England are all oh, out. That'd be awful. That is the kind of the, the pessimistic kind of terrified view. I think the the view of maximum optimism and excitement. Why it whacks it around, gets England to within fifty. Cross gets out the other end, and then it's forty to win for the last three England wickets, and we have another classic. Okay, well, I'm going to go bold. I think England will lose by 45 runs, three overs after lunch. Perfect. So, Thank no you. room for error. I'm, I'm ready for that. I'm excited. Yeah, definitely. It's an exciting thing. If there's one thing this test match has been, it's been absolutely brilliant as they build it to be. It's been such a good match. It's, it, today, today in particular, I kind of had a moment after play where I went, that was an, that was an amazing, mm. incredibly exciting day's play. We had, how many wickets did we have for? We had four, 15 wickets full. We had the match swing from one side to the other on two maybe if not three occasions we had three kind of very dramatic collapses we had two in the Australian innings they lost their last three wickets for zero runs then England's top order fell away having just looked like the match was finally going to be theirs um, 
yeah, free tickets tomorrow, so hopefully there'll be a good crowd in. Yeah, get yourself to Trent Bridge if you're anywhere near. It could be really, really good. But we'll have to wait and see uh, till tomorrow to find out all the answers to our questions. That's all we've got time for today. Cheers, Cam. Set up for a box office game tomorrow and we'll be back after play to answer all those questions. Podcast Network.